Hello everyone, I am super excited to have Dr. Ernest P. Chan, fondly known as Ernie, on today's show. He's from PredictNow.ai, a financial machine learning software that enables traders to apply machine learning predictions to their investment decisions. In fact, they successfully applied the PredictNow.ai software to their own investment strategy, which has recently reduced the drawdown of this strategy by over 20%. Predict Now was built for individuals, teams, and enterprises who can access their self, self-serve no-code platform where users can bring their own data and conduct their own feature engineering. Their service utilizes a user's past trading record augmented with big data to compute the probability of profit for the next trade. These probability predictions can also be used as a risk management layer to mitigate drawbacks for a portfolio or trade position. So, huge welcome once again to our guest Ernie. It's amazing to have you on our show today. So before we kick off, let's have you talk a little bit about how you got started in the business. Tell me your backstory and how you came to predict now. Thanks for uh, inviting me. And um, yes, so actually, it's um, I, I, I happened upon uh, machine learning, um, you know, f- through quite a uh, uh, unconventional path because my my PhD was actually in physics. I have not done a single day of machine learning prior to getting a job at IBM uh, Research doing exactly that. So um, I'm uh, grateful that um, you know IBM took a chance on me. Uh, you know. Hiring someone without a single iota of experience in machine learning and putting me in one of the foremost research group in machine learning, just on the strength of a colleague's recommendation. You know, I have a, a friend, uh, uh, a classmate actually, who who was working there and recommended that I be hired. So that was how I got into machine learning. And that group also have an interesting um, history where, you know. In addition to being one of the foremost natural language processing lab at the time, uh, and 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 speech recognition, speech recognition uh, research group at the time, it also produced some of the most successful quantitative hedge fund managers in the world in history. And um, so I also caught the finance bug as a result uh, of working there for three years, and and that's when I also uh, decided to try my luck in the financial world by joining uh, Morgan Stanley. Great. Um, tell me a little bit about you, uh, Ernie. Uh, you've done a lot of uh, papers and talks on crypto trading and uh, financial technology uh, platforms and the entire ecosystem. But what is your most memorable work to date? And maybe you can tell us why. Well, you know, I think that, um, uh, you know, one in- insight that uh, we have, you know, I have learned personally is that, you um, Despite the promise of AI, um, it is not quite ready in many domains to completely uh, take over the the human decisions. Uh, I often um, draw the analogy uh, between a completely autonomous vehicle and assisted driving technology. So if you look around our neighborhood, you don't see too many self-driving cars, despite many, many years of research and multiple billions or maybe even trillion dollars of investment into that domain, it has not quite frankly been a commercial success yet. Uh, But 
you can hardly buy a car without assisted driving technology where lots of AI is actually being used to correct the mistakes made by humans. And it is the same with applying AI to finance. Uh, it has been very difficult to, um, for AI to completely you know, develop a trading strategy from scratch and be successful over the long term. Sure, it could be successful for a year or two, but it has not, uh, you know, there are not, not many cases where it can completely take over the, the trading function. But it has been proven that AI can successfully correct many errors and mistakes made by humans, especially in, in trading. And that is the, the point of view that we, uh, we took when we started the, uh, the company, applying AI uh, to correct incorrect decisions made by other, either humans or by other simpler algorithms. You know, we, are, we started off as algorithmic trader. We are not discretionary trader. But even simple algorithms can make any, many errors that AI can correct. Great. Um, Ernie, you know, in our pre-show call, you talked very passionately about the importance of data over fancy AI algorithms. I think this is a really important message. Can you talk more about why businesses today are missing the point by going blindly after AI algorithms without a deep understanding of data? Maybe you can share an example of this. Yes. So, um, you know, and this is not a sort of a, you know, un unique insight that we gain, I, I often quote um, uh, something that the uh, current IBM CEO have said, you know, uh, the current CEO is actually came from a machine learning background. And uh, he said that um, 80% of the effort that goes into a successful fin a machine learning project is due to data. Only 20% are due to algorithms. And actually, I would go much further than him. I would say that 99% is data, 1% is algorithm. Because most machining algorithms nowadays are fairly um, stable. Whether you're using deep learning or uh, gradient boosted decision trees, you, you know, hardly any business has to invent their own algorithm. If that's the case, progress will be very slow. So everybody are using the same algorithm. What differentiate their successes are what kind of data they use and how they massage the data into a usable form. Oftentimes when we engage with a commercial enterprise, you know, it takes many, many meetings to get to a point where we can figure out whether they have the right data, whether they, we can format the data correctly. Uh, it, 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 that, that takes much, much of the time. And once you have the data in the right format, to feed it through a machine learning algorithm is often trivial because, you know, we have already encoded it on our SaaS platform, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's standardized. It, 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 you know, any, any high school student can, could have won it. Uh, but the data part, well, that really requires a lot of effort and expertise. For sure. So your company excels at correcting human error in the analysis of large data set for um, maybe even multi multinational companies, much like the assisted driving solution metaphor that we discussed earlier. And we know that you're the domain experts in finance, but wouldn't it be complicated to apply a solution to companies in other industries? Yes. So um, I would say that, um, you know, we certainly uh, need to have uh, some domain expert to participate in a project. But usually we learn from, the, from our user all the domain knowledge that is needed. Uh, that's interesting. You know, 
we we have applied this technology. We uh, you know discuss it with uh, partners in finance certainly, but also in oil exploration and in semiconductor manufacturing. And it doesn't take more than a uh, few conversations to really get to the gist of what what the data and what's the use cases. The the key expertise that we bring to the table is data science expertise. So it's it's not so much a machine learning, but a data science expertise that uh, are being particularly helpful in this case. Uh, a lot of data suffer from the same problem, uh, you know, missing data, uh, data that is um, erroneous, data that is highly um, correlated, uh, data that has a, a, a huge mention, um, and, and so on and so forth, data that is uh, sporadic and not continuous, data that have different frequency, how do you merge them together? Um, you know, just for, uh, you know, one example, uh, you 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 might uh, have a trading algorithm uh, that need um, you know daily prices and as well as um, news event, but this news event uh, input might come as sporadic interval. It certainly doesn't you know you you don't expect news every every day at uh, four o'clock, right? You might have the news uh, before the open, sometimes during the uh, trading day, or sometimes after the close. So, you know, how to merge these different data in, you know, with different frequency into a popular data set. Well, that's something that um, financial data scientists have worked with for a long time. And that same problem, same challenge are present in many, many industry verticals. In, in fact, I would say that, you know, to really learn to be a great data scientist, there's no better place than to work in finance because it, it, Finance is being such a quantitative discipline for so long. The most advanced mathematics, you, you cannot imagine um, the, the amount of mathematics that is being applied to finance. Is that it, it, it really is the field across all industry where the most powerful mathematics have been applied. And, it has, and, and for people who have trained themselves in finance, they are fully equipped to enter into any industry, be it space exploration or semiconductor manufacturing or um, oil exploration, they will possess all the tools, data scientists, data science tools, computational tools, mathematical tools that are uh, applicable across the board. And uh, I have seen that firsthand. It, 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 is, it, it is quite an interesting uh, phenomenon. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, so we're winding down our show at this point, and it's been really quite a blast learning about um, your perspective on data. So tell us a little bit about the biggest lesson that you've learned in your entrepreneurial journey so far? Well, you know, I think that um, as an entrepreneur, it is, um, you know, certainly not all about uh, uh, product. <laughs> you know, you, you can certainly have the greatest uh, product, but, um, you know, if you nobody knows about it, uh, that would not be a successful enterprise. So I think education uh, is a, a great part, or uh, is a very important part of our company. So we have made a great effort in publicizing our research. A lot of our research are uh, you know, published in, in, in journals, on our website as blogs. So we are not um, uh, shy about sharing our knowledge uh, with our users. Uh, you'll find many papers, blog posts, and webinars, and they are very well attended. You know, I, I remember a year ago you know, when we announced the webinar, there's like a thousand people who sign up uh, to listen to it live or, or the recording. And so I think that um, I wouldn't call that marketing. So I would say, that, uh, you know, a just the general um, educational outlook has been very um, productive, uh, both for our company and as well as our users. 
and um, you know, and and a part of from that there is of course the um, the financial, the the sort of the investment uh, side of things. So you know, one has to you know, find out whether uh, you know what sort of funding is most appropriate for for a company. Uh, it you know, of course, it's easy to say, well, you know, let's uh, go find uh, venture capital funding. But oftentimes, a successful business may be you know, highly unattractive to a VC because unless the, um, the you know, one believe that the business can return, let's say, 100 times uh, the capital uh, to a VC is oftentimes not attractive. So, um, you know, the, all these things, uh, you know, are some of which are, are new to me, some of them I, I have known for a while because this is not the first time I run a profitable business. But, um, you know, certainly... Uh, uh, looking at a business from the point of a uh, of uh, of a VC is certainly a new experience for me. Uh, you you know it is um it's very different from for example running a hedge fund. You know so running a hedge fund you want to be very sort of conservative in what um, you pitch to the investor. You say well you know hopefully it will generate ten percent return and if it does generate you know eleven percent you know you you have fulfilled your promise. You don't want to you want to be under promising. It, it and but it seems to me that uh, it's a very different environment uh, in startups where uh, you know you're pitching a dream, not reality, and that's quite different. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So one more for the road. Just uh, let us know how our audience can get in touch with you. Yes, uh, they can certainly uh, reach me um, by going to my uh, personal website, uh, epchan.com. Uh, I uh, you know I have my uh, email uh, contact there, so. Um, you know, so I, 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 I reply to practically every email that I receive. So, yeah, I, I, over the years, I have many readers of my book come to me with questions and they come away with decent answers. <laughs> I might add. Yeah, so. Sounds great. Well, Ernie, it's been such a thrill having you on our show today. Thank you for your time once again. And it's Anne once again from Supercharged Lab on behalf of the AIP podcast signing off. Over to you. Thank you, Anne.